0: all right coming to you live but how fast is he coming it's a little bit disturbing how much this man comes his name in the corner we have michael garza he's the financial boy wonder he's ready to teach you everything you need to know and he's coming to you live and he's coming out the gates right now can you handle it are you ready for it boys and girls ladies and gents it's time for michael garza he's ready for you Get that get that jizz ready. Get that jizz ready. He's teach you finance, baby. Okay. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Um, this is gonna this isn't gonna be a very long one. This is well, I'm gonna try to make it at least 15 minutes, maybe at most 15 minutes. But this is gonna be a simple one. Um, I want to talk about the market crash today, and the truth is, it needs to be talked about. I um. It, it, it's not like a market crash, crazy crash. It's only down 1%. That's bound to happen. S&P 500 has been going up way too much. And, and people surprised that this was going to happen, grow up. Grow the hell up, man. Just, just recall, just remember, the market's bound to crash. And the reason it's bound to crash is because it keeps going up. Like, look, it's been going up for, for no justifiable reason. You know, that's the problem. And it's one of the main beefs I've had with everybody getting in to the market. Everybody's beefing up um, these index funds, making it to where all these companies that don't deserve to have higher valuations get a higher valuation. Um Definitely, though, if you do want to protect your ass, I think you should go for the S&P 500 index funds, having said all that. um, Only because it's honestly the smartest thing you can do. I, I, and, and the reason I suggest the S&P 500 funds is just because you should protect yourself. And I think no, not enough people are protecting their bottom line. You know, um, Sit on cash, though. If you can, 30% of what you have should be sitting in S&P 500 stock, and then the 70% should be sitting on cash. The reason you sit on so much cash is so you can have a buying opportunity when the market crashes, so you can buy a little bit more of an S&P 500 index fund. Uh, this will allow you to keep stay in the game and will basically just allow you to keep on growing your portfolio because being exposed to 500 different companies is an incredible thing and um why not that's the that's the thing man why not you got to be exposed to as many different companies as you can and it would be foolish of you not to be so this is exciting though man i yeah Really, just wanted to get a good show under the books right before I go to bed. I might do one more. I'm not too sure, but but look, how are you? The question you must ask um, is, how are you protecting yourself from a market crash? Are you really protecting yourself? Like this is an honest question to a lot of people, and I- I've got to say, the answer probably is not at all. You know, my thing is. And my main problem right now, with um, everything that's going on, the type of investing everybody's doing. is, First off, there's always going to be a little bit of speculation. If you're in the markets, you're going to be a speculator. Um, I will say, during an S and P 500 crash, though, if it crashes pretty hard, just get in. You know, even if you're in already, you don't s- don't sell your position when things get rough. Um, Just make sure that you're buying more and buying more and just buying more. And that's the thing. Um, First off, the reason I stay in the market so long and the reason I have so much cash on reserve is because I'm more obsessed than most people. The the honest truth and the pompous truth, but it is honest, is I am more obsessed than a lot of you guys. I'm more dedicated. Your level of dedication does matter, by the way. The reason a lot of people lose is because they're not patient enough. Buy and hold great companies. Yeah, you might see some losses for a while, but you don't lose out forever, you know. It would be your best bet. Sirens out there, Jesus. But but the point I'm trying to make is just, just make yourself... Just help yourself, you know. There's plenty of ways to win, and that's why I recommend... Look, I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and, and she... She wanted to try my strategy, and I just felt like not a lot of people can handle the level of volatility I can handle. And if she wants to try it, she can go for it. But we'll let her know Is she might, you know, if implemented improperly for any reason, um, it's it's a mixture of strategy and instinct, to be honest. And... I, I tell my girlfriend, at least get the fundamentals down. In fact, I even told her, there's a way to play the way I play, you know, without having to play exactly the way I play. It's an alternative, you know, just keep cash on reserve, a decent amount of cash, and, and don't do bonds. I still don't believe bonds are even a good idea. Some people would say, put 60% into bonds or 70% into bonds, 30% in stocks or whatever, but I... I say put 30% into stocks and then keep 70% in cash in your brokerage account so that way you don't spend it on frivolous shit. Think about it. If you have 70% cash and 30% stocks, there's kind of an advantage there because if you have an S&P 500 index, those companies aren't going to go away too easily, at least majority of them. Now, if it dips heavily, you have a buying opportunity that you won't get anywhere else. And the whole goal is to get a buying opportunity. That's always the goal. And I I don't know, I'm I'm always looking for buying opportunities out there in the market. I tell everybody, you look for the buying opportunities and you'll be totally fine. You'll be good, you know. (laughs) Uh, That's the problem, man. Not a lot of people are looking for those opportunities for buying, you know. Not a lot of people are looking for those discounts. And if you don't want to do an S&P 500 index, by all means, there's nothing wrong with picking individual stocks. Just make sure that they're really great companies. Ones that will pay a dividend and ones that are profitable. Don't go for these startups. I'm sorry, startups typically are bad news. They end up being penny stocks, and then they end up going bankrupt, and the shareholders lose out on their initial investment. So it's really just uh, startups are bad news. Don't, don't go for them. Seriously, don't go for a startup. Bad call. Uh, you could play now. If Okay, so this one's kind of for my girlfriend this episode. So, sweetie, if you really do want to play like me, it's okay. You can, but I'm going to give you a quick rundown on how to play. It's a quick playbook. First off, this is not an instantaneous process. Playing on bo- playing both sides, there is initial luck that you need. No joke. You need an initial initial prediction, and that initial prediction needs to to be right. Okay. And the second is you got to play a volatility index, at least a volatility index that's traded on an act, you know, uh, exchange traded fund. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> You could play the UVXY the way I do. Or you could play one of those bearish ones that are just bearish against the S&P 500 alone. But you want to play both sides. And the best way to play both sides, sweetie, um, this one's for you, uh, is to... First, you would buy put options. Because you chances are, if it's a decaying product, which most of these are, if it's betting against the market nine t- and you want to play it long-term, you want to get long-term put options is your first goal. You want to bet against the UVXY long-term is the goal. So get put options that don't expire until eight to nine months from now. Eight to nine months. Keep that in mind. Okay. Establish enough of them, at least. And the second thing is buy some shares of the UVXY. So what you're doing is you're protecting both sides, right? If the UVXY goes up like crazy, your stocks make a little bit of cash and you'll be a little bit okay. If it goes down like crazy, though, your put options will be in the money and you'll be totally fine. It just depends. Now, like I said, you're playing a bit of a risk because it's not... How do I say this? It's not always a for-sure guarantee. That's why you have to... Buy shares as it continues to go down, like I have. I've continued to buy ton- shares time and time again as the UVXY goes down because I got a ton of put options that bet against the UVXY because I predicted that the inflation that would happen would allow the stock market to go up. And I figured the rates would still remain really low. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, once the Fed raises interest rates, though, I do think it is game over. And I do think I become pretty rich. That's all I got to say. So it, it's, it's one way or another, man. Um, I'm a little bit, of, <laughs> I guess you could say I'm a little bit afraid. I just don't know what the future holds and I don't think anybody does and that's okay. You don't always have to know what's going to be dealt to you on the next hand. But what you do need to know is how do you protect your downside and how do you encourage the upside? You know, you got to play both sides, you know? So we want to try to mitigate, minimize the risk. You do have to pay a little bit of a price, by the way. It's it's like an insurance policy. You do have to pay a little bit of a price to um to do this seriously. Um, and and that's the whole point. You know, the whole point is you got to pay a bit of a price, and when you do that, you'll be fine. So. But yeah, I I play both sides, man. I got an insurance policy. Whenever I buy shares of the UVXY, it's basically an insurance policy against my initial bet that the market will go up. You do want to have an initial bet, but you have to think of your counter bet against the initial bet as protection, as an insurance policy that you slowly pay for over time. Um, And that's the smartest way to play it. A lot of people might disagree with me, actually, but... Hey, you know, that's totally fine. But, sweetie, if you want to know how to play, how I play the game, that's how I play it. And it takes time. It took me about three, maybe four months to establish the crazy position I have. And it's, it's so optimal at this point, it's actually disturbing. So um, so now, if you want to win, it's the best way to win. Play both sides and just do it as effectively as you possibly can. And I think in the end, of the, at the end of the day, you'll look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "Damn, I did that, nice." Um, but yeah, this is really just to help everybody, help my girlfriend, help people out there. Um, because I care about my girlfriend quite a bit, you know. I just want to let let her know that. And um, you know, this is the reason I do this is I, oh, I care about my family. Um, I shared uh, the immediate annuity strategy with my dad. Yeah, i um, hope he's hope he's a little more on board. I just want him to have income. is is the goal. Um, I think he's starting to realize I'm right, and I'm really banking on him realizing I'm right because he needs income. You know, income is the outcome. I don't need his money. That's the funny thing. He keeps always saying, "Oh, what about you won't get my, any of my money if I do this immediate unit." I don't care. I don't need it. I don't want it. I want him to be able to live out the rest of his life without having to worry about money. Because I remember when we were kid, when I was a kid. He wouldn't admit to this, but he worried about money. Money was a big deal and a big problem because he was dumb with it. He was bad with it. And it, it in a weird way, it kind of scarred me. I just saw how bad my mom was. And, and, you, and you get so angry. And I think that, you know, a lot of people say anger is bad, but honestly, anger is good. It allowed, it allowed me as a kid to change. Yeah, did I go through some bad shit because of the anger? Sure. But I kept pressing on. You know, I think there is a place for anger. I think it. Would, I think you don't need it all the time. When you need a kick in the rear end, you need to like grind your teeth a little bit, clench your fist, and just be like, "I'm pounding through. I'm not gonna just bend over. You know, I'm gonna make my life better." That's what I did. Read books. I got involved in things. I got under. I understood things, and I wanted. First off, I was on. A, I'm on a mission to help people, not only my family, because I was really. I was angry at my dad for not trying to solve his problems. He, he thought his problems were bigger than him, and he instead, he didn't think he was bigger than his problems. I think I'm bigger than all my problems, just to let everybody know, heads up. I'm bigger than all my problems, and that's the difference between me and a lot of people, and that's that could be the difference between you. It's just a belief system, So, and I'm not saying it's simple, but sometimes if you start saying something enough, you start to believe it, right? So maybe you should start thinking, I'm bigger than all my problems, and that's that's probably the most profound advice I could actually give anybody. Um... You know, but yeah, I just want to help you guys out. So, th- I'm a passionate guy about this shit. Like, when it comes to finance, I've seen so many people get burned by their own mistakes and just make so many miserable mistakes. And it just, it's painful, man. But, it, it is nice to see people do well at the end of the day. So, uh, I'm trying to think what else I could talk about here, but yeah, um, market's pretty shitty, and uh, it's going to be shitty for a little bit of time, at least it should be. Now they're, now the S&P 500, it may start going back up, but then again, maybe the next day, on Monday, it may just go right back down, so keep this in mind, folks, it may go right back down. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time um, have sex with the like button have sex with the subscribe button and um, I'll see you guys in the winter circle man I want to see you guys in the winter circle that's always the goal So look up winning strategies but also sometimes create your own you know that's what I did I, I looked up enough winning strategies and I was able to come with my own oddly enough and it works but you got to you gotta make sure you look up winning strategies first so that way you have more confidence when you create your own unique strategy. Uh, my strategies are a mixture between Warren Buffett's buy and hold, um, Peter Thiel's, not Peter Thiel, I think it's Peter Thiel. I can't remember which investor it was, but just, you know, find something and no, no, it wasn't Peter Thiel. It was it's definitely a hedge fund manager i have to look into it. I always forget some of the names for some of these people. I know Warren Buffett's buy and hold uh, methodology, oddly enough, is kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, for a l- the long term but um... yeah investing simple I think they just like to the problem with CNBC and all these things they make you think it's bigger than it really is it's really not it's just, you gotta have a set of principles and you just gotta be really intelligent about it if you're smart about it you'll be fine at the end of the day and, and that's kind of how I want you guys to roll is just to be intelligent and be happy and intelligent you could do it I think you guys can do it. So anyway, I'm going to call it quits on this one tonight. I'll uh, most likely see you guys, I hope, at some point tomorrow. But just stay safe, stay healthy, stay sexy, and relax and have a good time. Later, guys.